not, we're on though, and we're just recording now, which is nice. <coughs> but you're very, you're very correct in that we are not the same people we were when you last, what, when, whence you last heard us? Well, let's from, let's from see whence, on the Instagram when whence. we last had an episode. Yeah, pull that up. Um, but this is still the full depth podcast, and it felt right to bring it back now. What, when was so last? Our last Instagram post was December eleventh, twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, what, a year and a half. A year and a half feels longer than a year and a half. So much it, has it, happened. It is, but I mean, think about it. We did. We had a podcast a week, but not only did we have a podcast, it was the thought process that went behind it. It was booking. If we had guests, it was traveling and and editing and p- all the post that really for me was a lot of the work. Um, behind the scenes, but you know what remains the same. However, in this post, is that you still wear a hat? I do wear a hat, and I have a fresh fade, and you have a fresh fade. That's about is the you, only thing that's different. Is your hair as tall same. as it used to be? No, it's sli- slightly shorter. So you, by product, are slightly shorter than you used to be. Fuck. Like I didn't mean to do that to you, buddy. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that to you. That's it, only, okay. it only took two minutes. That's okay. I mean, if we're going to be transparent and just be ourselves, then I mean that's just part of it. Of, of, yeah, absolutely. So I agree. So for those of you that are tuned in, maybe you were former fans of, maybe you weren't fans, maybe you just were around for buying time. But if you were here when we last did our thing, you'll notice that the content was kind of, it was consistent in the, in the in, or it was consistent in the sense that it happened weekly. It was inconsistent in the, in the sense that the topics had a, a wide variety. And I, I think that when I look back and reflect personally, I feel that we were searching for purpose of a podcast Mm -hmm. versus having a purpose and having a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, you know, the podcast wave happened and then it was like, Hey, we should catch this wave and surf the shit out of it. And then it came to a, a, you know, a halt when, we ran into the shore far too fast. Yeah, yeah. Because back then, everyone's like, "You have to have a podcast. You got to do a podcast." And so, we're like, okay, let's do a podcast because we were. I mean, like, it's inexpensive. We got the equipment, but then we were, we were sort of soul searching as to what we were say it was to talk inexpensive. About. Oh, it wasn't what inexpensive. Fucking route did we take then? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna do it right. You're gonna have to drop a couple, couple dollar signs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we were soul searching for what topics were, kind of fit our 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 scope back then but mm-hmm. um i think now we have a clearer picture of who we are as individuals because we've gone through a lot in the last little while and and Certainly uh, have. We, we've come out pretty pretty cool we're also sitting in a new location so correct and and you'll notice that this is no longer videoed not that we don't want you to see our beautiful mugs but um more so from the the purpose of logistics it was it got very difficult and at the same time i don't know if it really propelled us at any you know um at any greater rate of speed and do you really want to just watch us talk as opposed to just listen in the car i mean i just i stare at myself all day anyway so yeah. i don't really need a, i don't really need a reason <laughs> no, to stare exactly. at me more um but in all seriousness i think it really makes a lot more sense to do it through audio alone because i think it's takes away the element of um feeling like you need to for me anyway feeling like you need to entertain and um be that animated character that uh some people know me as. I think that it's a little bit more organic to be yep. able to sit back and just fucking shoot the shit yep. in a very natural environment. So, and even this episode is brought to you by um, by us chatting <laughs> in the office and me saying, "Man, this should be a podcast." This is brought to you by a leather couch with a hole in it. Yeah, if you could see it, you would see that Mike is sitting on a leather couch with a hole in it. So we wanted to use this 
first step back to kind of bring everybody up to speed in terms of what we've been up to. And that's going to be the nature of this podcast. So if you're, if you're looking for a theme, if you're looking for a bit of a narrative, it's going to be that this podcast, the full depth podcast is truly a representation of us diving into the depths of our thought process as it relates to, um, you know, business work, personal life relationships, and just, I don't know, we do this anyway. You know what I mean? Like Mike and I, if anybody has ever met us know that we, get a lot of joy out of, you know, thinking about things on a deeper level. And that's not meant to sound pretentious or like we're trying to, you know, we're higher level thinkers. It's that's the only way I've ever known how to be. And it's driven some people away. It's brought more people into my life. And it's really, if if you're into that type of stuff, you're going to have a good time hanging out with us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And if everybody knows me, I'm usually like, if I'm eating dinner by myself or if I'm watching Netflix, I'm always thinking about, like what? What does that mean? What does this do? And I'm always kind of like, thinking in my own head, so it's kind of nice. Can to I get eat it. this whole pizza in one sitting? The answer is always yes. <laughs> but it's nice getting that out of my head and, and out in the open sometimes because it helps you clarify your own goals and your own, you know, like your own message and, and all that stuff. So I think this will be a nice little return back to the podcast. I agree. So Mike, let um, you start. What's since our since our last broadcast since the December of 2017 a lot has happened um take a take a moment and and walk the listeners through what's happened in your life on on a whole like i mean let's let's be real we don't have five hours to sit here and chop it up through it and we'll probably get into a lot of stuff as it unfolds through episodes but um let's talk the macro yeah of what's happened over the last handful of months slash years so so long story short is we are in a new location (laughs) Um, uh, a slightly smaller location that yields um, more of a sense of community and, 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 and an environment for like-minded people to thrive and exist and become who they want to become. And, that, and that's me being corporate, just saying that. So now let's cut the bullshit. What is your mission statement? Let's cut the bullshit and kind of dive deep into that because like, there, there, there's a lot to unpack in terms of my own journey with the business because whatever you want to believe it or not, my, my own personality and my own, whether it's uh, stress, anxiety, insecurities is leading the business towards a path. And, and so self-discovery for me is also self-discovery for the business. And I'm trying to get to a point where the business can be self-sustained without my personality or without my, I shouldn't say personality, but, but my own physical presence, always presence or, or even like, like mental hangups, like it should thrive without me having to do the day to day kind of stuff. So what I thought I wanted, um, you know, a couple of years ago was this mega gym that had, you know, five or six employees with mega ton of, 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 of members because that in my head was success. So, right. You know, like I, I want to show how to make a gym lucrative, right? Yeah. Big facility, lots of members. I and, get it. And, and, and that was more driven by ego. So if I look back even to like seven years ago, my whole, like my whole mission was like, I wanted this big warehouse. And, and at the time, um, I'm still a big fan of, of Joe DeFranco and, and I, t- I talk about him quite a bit, you know, or, or I did anyways. And, you know, I always wanted to sort of live up to his expectations of big giant warehouse. It's, it's, it's the thing to do. Everybody kind of wanted that warehouse. And, and so my ego was driving the business. It wasn't my, my wants. At the same time, um, you know, I, I think you need to go through that in order to see what you want out of life. So it, I'm grateful for all that happening. So, um, 
knowing that I wanted all this big stuff and, and, and it, it was more about the, I will show them mentality where it was like, I'll, I'll show the city, like how cool I am and how, and how successful I am. And then inside I was never happy. We kept growing, never happy. And I thought, okay, I, th- I think if I get to this point, I'll be happy. <clears throat> never got happy. Or I mean, like I was happy superficially, but, but like my gut was Something was missing. Yeah. There was a hole somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, like so, so what happened? Like, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was there. Yeah. Um, but walk us through kind of the trend because there was more than one transition that happened before we ended up in a new location yeah, before so we ended up here. It was a year and a half transition to getting to, 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 to what sweat meant. And, and right now it's the sweat life and, and, and what the sweat life means to us. And it's taken a seven year journey to get there. And we finally have that. And now we're just going to pick that apart to the point where we have it like solidified. So, um, at the time I wasn't doing much of the coaching. We had a couple of full-time trainers doing all the coaching, um, because I read all the business books that said, if you want to be a business, if, if you want to grow a successful business, you have to be out of the business and, and run it from a, a bird's eye view to make sure that you can grow and all that stuff. And what I found was that the brand was leading towards a direction that I didn't want. Not to say that it wasn't a good direction. It just it was a direction that wasn't aligned with my wants and my goals for my life. And you kept getting brought back to that point, right? Like yeah. I, I feel like having witnessed that firsthand, I would I would see this kind of you know ebb and flow that would happen, where it's like, yeah, this is what we want, this is what I want, and then it would go, and then we kind of recycle back to that same like you know, fuck, something's missing. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, and then trying something else. Mm-hmm. And, and like looking back, I was regurgitating other people's wants for me. So I was like, hey, Mike, you should do this. Mike, no, you need to do this. No, Mike, do this. And so I, I took all of that and said, yeah, maybe that's what I should do because it's it's what everybody else does. And then as we talk to our members here, it's like, no, like build your own, like carve your own path, do what you got to do and fuck everybody else, right? And, <clears throat> and and that's easier said than done. So it came to a point where I wasn't happy with um, the way the gym was running. I wasn't happy with where the brand was going. Um, you know, membership was at its highest. We were we were We were doing well from a business standpoint. And, um, you know, so, so from the front end, it looked super sweet. Like everybody's like, Mike, wow, you're doing so awesome. I can't believe how successful you are. Uh, like members were getting great results, which they still are getting great results. Um, right. Right. So, so like on the front end, it looked awesome. So from a re- results standpoint, yeah. it was produced. It was perfect. But from my, from the inside, there was a lot of things that weren't working from, from a training system standpoint, from a HR standpoint, from, from like all that stuff that, that any business owner listening right now understands that it's more than just what meets the eye. It's not just the product. It's the, it's the ins and outs of the business, essentially from the management of the staff, from, um, you know, generating new members. Like, like there's a lot that goes into that. And, um, uh, I was disappointed in myself, um, sort of having my ego take over. Cause at that time, um, I thought that I was a big shot that wasn't training and, and they, all my training buddies were like, Mike, that's so awesome, man. Like, like you're not training anymore. That, that's like, that's the pinnacle. And I'm like, yeah, it's so great. But I still feel like a piece of shit inside. I'm not happy. So I made the decision to uh, take the training myself. And, and I went back to my grassroots, which was like, what am I good at? I'm good at fucking coaching humans to be their best selves. Um, and so I, I let go of, of the two full-time trainers that I had. Um, and, you know, it, it I wish I wish them all success and, and the best because there's nothing um, you know uh, 
It wasn't malicious. It wasn't resentment. There was no resentment. No, no. It, it, it was more so just this is the next step you need to take. Yeah, and, and then looking back, it also helped them flourish as individuals in their next career. So like mm-hmm. everything has a stepping stone and a, and a learning learning lesson to it. So um, so yeah. So uh, last May I took over the training and I was back to full time. You were in the trenches, man. Like 40 hours of work uh, a week of, of training on top of the business work, right? Which if anybody is listening here that doesn't has, has never done, you know, training or coaching, the physical act of coaching beyond the the sorry, the act of coaching beyond the physical component which is demonstrating movement is extraordinarily exhausting mm. on so many levels because you are giving yourself to people in a in a in a state of being that is all out positive you know, your problems take a back seat. You're becoming like, it's about filling up other people's cups and that can take its toll on someone. I mean, s- similar to that of say like a therapist or what ha- what have you is when you're involved in other people's lives along with your own life and you care about people truly what you do. Um, I, I can speak firsthand from how exhausting that can mm-hmm. be on, on the body and the mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, so I remember the, the first month in I was doing, all the training, all the coaching, all the consults, all the management, all the payroll, all the HR stuff. And I remember talking to my business coach, GR. Shout, Gus, shout, out, shout out to, to the GR. Gus Ralph. He won't, he won't even listen to this, I bet. I'll make him listen to it. Yeah. Um, I, I remember talking um, to him in, in one of our weekly meetings. And I'm like, man, I'm working so many hours. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm beat. I'm drained. But I'm so fucking happy. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him that. And and that's what the moment I knew, cool. I, I'm I'm headed in the right direction. So since that time, it was okay. Let's get this brand focused on what it's really good at: the coaching element and the programming. So we got the programming set. Then um, that summer, I think it was in July, we ended up renovating or bought some new equipment for the gym. We renovated the space. We we, we made the space look as cool as possible. Um, and 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 the, and the brand was finally taking shape. But, you know. Anyone listening, going through their own journey, whether it's a career change, whether it's a weight loss journey, or whether whatever goal it is, you, you'll quickly realize that what led you to success like four or five years ago, those habits will not lead you to success down the road. So I had to make a quick, not quick. It, it was it was a long it was a long um, process of figuring out. Okay, like we have the brand, we have our mission, we have our message. We like we we know it really really well, and members are, are loving it. <clears throat> What what's the next step in in my journey and in our journey as a company to facilitate growth? And I realized that once I let go of my ego, which was buying the cool car and and showing people on, on social media that how cool I was and um, how successful and big my business was, wh- once I let go of that, I figured, okay, like, do I need all of the space in the gym? No. Well, we had a lot of space. We had, had five thousand square feet, of which we probably used about two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So it was 3,000 square feet of, of visible expanse that yeah. just looked good. Not going to lie. I loved when people walked in for the first time and be like, whoa, this is so big. Like, I, I got a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. But that does not pay your bills. It's that not, does not make you successful. It's that not does the not, size of your gym that matters. It's how you use it. It's it's the <laughs> – we'll continue. <laughs> um, so, so, so fast forward a, a good year. And it took a year for us to solidify our message, to, to get our branding the way we wanted it. Um, and, and when I say branding, not like the logo, not the colors, the personality and the character traits of who we are as a community. So our brand is a community, not 
the physical location. It's not the equipment. It's not, it's the people. It's like Michael, Michael Scott from the office. It's the people. It's the people. So, so, so we got our community down. If you're not an office fan, um, there's this button. It's a square (laughs) stop because that's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, you might get annoyed of us from the office. Um, yeah, so so then we we moved uh, to a smaller location that had more of a community vibe that we wanted, which was intimate, small, and all about the member experience. Right, from like a, a warehouse vibe to more of like a garage vibe. Like it has, but it's a, a very like refined garage. Like yeah. this is not like a dirty ass garage, but you know, it's very a different it's feel. Very minimal. It's it's a it's a it's a cool vibing spot. And um, and and a month in, members are flourishing. Members are. Um, finding their own success and, and, and they're actually like reinvigorated because why? Because we are invigorated. I'm in, invigorated and people love to be around positive people that can change and shape lives. Nobody gives a fuck about body fat. Nobody gives a shit about um, how many six packs you have. Nobody cares about what you wear. People just want to be around cool, like-minded people. And the people that care about that stuff are the, are that individual person about themselves. They're usually mm-hmm. the people that have the hang-ups. And that's something that I continue to battle and struggle with on a personal level is being okay with you know my, my physical self changing as I get older and having identified as an athlete for so long and feeling... It's it's relative discomfort and relative... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's I feel like I should look different mm-hmm. but it's like is that really the thing that's important or is it the fact that like my life has transitioned into a new chapter and in this chapter this is this is who i am and this is how comfortable with how comfortable i am with who i've become mm-hmm. yeah so that's in a nutshell uh my story and i'm sure as we unpack a couple more episodes like we'll unpack more and more of like the ins and outs of of where my journey takes there's there's a lot more in my in my mind that I can say, but I'm going to stop right there before we get to three hours. As we physically unpack the remainder of this office, Mike will continue to unpack the depths of his, yeah. his journey. So, so switching gears onto you now, cause you've gone through like exponential explosive growth. I was going to say that. Right <laughs> um, like, well, let's, let's get into that first. <laughs> like you went, like, like you went from like, Zero you to saying zero. diarrhea just made me have to fart a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is how transparent this podcast <laughs> yeah. has become. Anyhow. Um, yeah. And, and I, I can't believe how much you've grown in the last several, like couple of years now. And, and uh, it, it's cool to witness it because to me, you're just Tyler Ray, mm-hmm. the guy that the fucking weird guy, the weird guy, the weird guy to the world. You're like the jump guy. So, yeah. Uh, so though you might've, you know, if you, if you tuned in prior, um, you knew that my job was kind of like multifaceted in the sense that like I worked um, for Mike with Mike with sweat um, and helped him kind of over the, the, the last couple of years or so with trying to craft and again, find that sweet pocket of, of where sweat exists. And I was responsible for a lot of help with momentum of change mm-hmm. within sweat and, and there is a support and a backbone and and more so just well a secondary i'm going to interject this yeah. which i think is a good point for yeah. all listeners is that you were able to call me out on my bullshit and to help me realize what it is that i wanted which is to the listeners is like find the people that are going to call you out on your bullshit because you need that even though you think you got your shit figured out you don't and so you need your best friends your parents your spouse whoever it is in your circle to call you on your bullshit and i think that's where like you also came about is that you came onto the staff not just as a manager or as an employee was like you called me out on all the shit that 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 i knew that that i was you needed support man that's that's what i noticed is like we all 
as much as we'd like to think we have everything under control ourselves, I think strength really lies in our ability to, to, you know, delegate and lean on other people. So for me, it was, I tried to serve as a little bit of a one, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm not a yes man by any means, meaning that I, I kind of have my own thought process and I really lean into that um, because it's allowed me to, to end up where I am now. So it was providing, I guess, a, a secondary source of eyes and maybe a different lens to look through in relation to what sweat could be, what it, you know, mm-hmm. should be this, this, that, and the other thing. So, um, I was involved with a lot of the, the information that Mike already gave in terms of the transitions through staff and, and physical shape of the, of the location and the, and the model and the systems that were shifting. And it was a lot of us playing around with things. And, and this is a, again, super important to understand is that any, any success is really built through the being okay with change and pivoting hard and fast, mm-hmm. trying something, seeing if it takes, and then if it doesn't, not dwelling on the fact that it didn't take, and then pivoting and moving forward. And that's kind of been the nature of, of me and, and my business. So if you're new to listening to this, um, I, I have always owned uh, Project Pure Athlete, um, which is it was a, a training business that really specialized in vertical jumping due to my history as, a, as an athlete and um, specifically the work I did as a, as a professional dunker and traveling and becoming more of a, a jump specialist. It was just something and an addiction that I've always had. So I had, when I made the transition over to work with Mike at Sweat, I was at a, a very pivotal point in my career where there was momentum starting more so on like the social media front mm. where it's like, I've been doing this for years. And Mike will say that he's like, I still remember watching videos of you back from like 2007, <laughs> yeah. teaching people exercises in your backyard yeah. and probably thinking what the fuck is this yeah. weirdo doing? Yeah. But I was obsessed and I wanted to educate. I've always been uh, an educator at heart. And I know that I'm not satisfied unless I'm able to, um, facilitate someone else's learning in some way and that might necessarily be in person it might just be through creating content and hopefully that content finds someone so i've been involved in the online space for a long time but when i made that transition to sweat what i needed that mike was able to provide was just room to be creative in myself and i've worked i've had the privilege of working with and for um, some wonderful coaches and, and trainers through my entire career that have help kind of shape and and lend themselves to who I am as a coach now Um, but what Mike really did that was different was he was just like listen I want you to be involved with with sweat and as a result I'm going to give you free reign to to grow you and grow your craft which I I said it the other day I'm like I wouldn't be where I am currently if that wasn't a, a step that you were willing to take more so from a separation of ego like that it's tough because like we're friends but at the same time it's like on a professional sense I imagine that could be quite challenging to say listen like I'm going to invite this other guy in who in all rights is is you know I'd like to think of myself as a pretty talented coach into my space and basically just like here you go and and let me go at it so that really allowed me to create a lot of momentum behind Project Pure Athletes so I i recently in the last handful of months was able to incorporate that's a big and i know when you when you did i'm sure that was a big point and pivot for you to say listen like i'm actually a company you know i i wasn't going to do that with ppa until i was very comfortable that that's exactly Mm -hmm. what i needed and it took me i mean it's i'm like 14 years strong now not with ppa more so eight i believe is my eighth year owning um that business but at a point now where i'm like okay the visibility is big um through social media a lot of people are starting to know who I am in the coaching realm and that's all over. Like it's, it's pretty mind blowing on a daily basis to be 
you know, because I'm still <laughs> sometimes my my you know my um, mind functions on a, a local level where I'm like, okay, you know, s- people in the city still don't know who I am, but then I'll get emails and dms from some of the top coaches and trainers in the world saying oh by the way i'm a big fan of your work and i'm just like say what um so it's these constant reminders that like okay what i'm doing is reaching people and it's and it's making a positive change so so i was able to increase my reach online like quite a big um by quite a big margin over the last year or so you know Mm -hmm. from probably the last time we were live around probably 10,000 followers or so on, yeah. on Instagram to now I'm, you know, mid 30,000s and, and more so growing on a daily basis and what it's allowed me to do. So getting on other platforms and podcasts and articles being written on my work and myself, which has been pretty cool to be able to be in a publication. And mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away on a daily basis, but I'm also very proud of myself in, in the sense that like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to walk around and say I'm the whatever, this, that, and the other thing. But when people ask me about what I'm doing, I'm proud to share my success if I'm asked. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't find any reason why someone shouldn't be proud to share mm-hmm. what they've worked very hard for. It didn't fall in my lap. I've, I've hit walls and hurdles over and over and over again, yeah. well, especially in this space. Well, it's funny how, um, you know, like, like you grew quite quickly in terms of like the online space. The visible exposure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so someone's going to look at that and saying, Oh my God, I can't believe like Tyler Ray nice, right? did that. Like, it must be nice to do it like, you know, in the two years, but really like it's what 14, 15 years. This of, is my 14th. Of, right. Yeah. So like it, it, it took many, 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 many years of yeah. trial and error to, to get to this point. And in this year and a half, you've been able to, cause I've seen it to really like get your message the way you want it to be said. It's, it's more streamlined. It, 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 it it's really become there's methods there now yeah like it's not just you talking about how cool a jump was that it's like it's like like your, your methods your terminologies like you're pioneering this whole new space of jump training that, that if i'm gonna be honest i never even knew existed let alone even know how to coach it mm-hmm. right and it's a so, so <laughs> i didn't even really give context but i'm a what's considered to be a vertical jump expert now and, and this again is something that's not monitored by a college to say, oh, by the way, he's earned, I've created this space. So this is something where vertical jump training really only ever existed in the strength conditioning sense where it's like, get strong and powerful, lose body fat, fat doesn't fly, and you jump higher. And do a couple box jumps. Right, and and plyometrics yeah. and some strength training and you're good to go. And it absolutely works. And when I, when I go on a podcast, it's the same thing every time I say, it absolutely works until it doesn't anymore. And then you hit a point and a need for a bit of a different lens to look through, which is looking at the the technique behind jumping, the talk about the intent and the intuition behind jumping, which is really just the environment and the feel. So I'm just trying to get people to think about something like jumping on a different level. Mm-hmm. But there's so much bleed over into other you know mediums of, of sport performance that I think I'm confident communicating that message to anybody that's a coach. It doesn't have to be a jump coach. It's like there's there's something to learn out of this. And I, through that process of refining the system and the methods and th- that message becoming clearer, it's allowed more people and professionals into my, you know, my vision and my site when they've started to, to ingest a lot more of it and I'm getting more and more opportunities. So like to be able to travel now on someone else's dime, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the first, and I'll, and I'll be honest and transparent with you guys, like, like the, I was flo- a handful of times this past year. I've been flown to an area of the world um, on their dime, paid a coaching fee that is very much so worth my time, a per diem. All these like things that I I look at now 
with the mind of <laughs> trying to almost like, I never expected this to happen. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I didn't think I would get to this point. I thought I would be able to, to create content that people referenced forever. I thought that would be really cool, but I'd never thought I'd get to a point where people would be contacting me because someone has told them this guy's the best in the world at what he does and then be flown and put up. And it's, it's still like, it's incredibly humbling and also terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I talk to you about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so fucking excited, but I'm also the most scared I've ever been. I know it's as you get bigger and more exposed, you almost feel like, Oh, now's the time that someone's going to find my work and be like, Oh, by the way, that's all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm the most professional, like I'm the leader in the world, but it's not yet. It hasn't happened yet. And it's like, I just have to keep reminding myself that I'm driving this ship. Mm-hmm. This is my ship. I created it. And as much as people want to, you know, my industry will say that they've done this stuff all along and, and it just so happens that we happen to have the same message and information. I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that my, especially the nomenclature around the way I speak about jumping, the terms I use are so unique. Now there are some that are, yes, they're universal to, to jumping. They came from the track and field world world predominantly. But when someone starts like speaking and I'll see like, you know, jump analysis put on, on (laughs) Instagram and YouTube using like the same phrasing that I use, I call bullshit personally. So, but I, again, it's like, how do I look at that? How do I respond to that information? Am I, am I mad? Part of me is mad. Your ego's mad. My ego's mad because I'm like, I I believe I deserve the credit for it. But at the same time, the internet's a wonderful thing and it can be exploited and you have to kind of respect the hustle Mm -hmm. of someone else that is realized that there's not much, there's no real proprietary um, substance or proprietary, there's nothing proprietary about what I do aside from a couple terms that like mm-hmm. I've tried to trademark and it's not like you're making a supplement. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So it's a, uh, it's a fun space to be in. It's a challenging space from a mental standpoint because it's like, I constantly feel like I'm, I'm running my own, I'm running my own race. Now, now do you find that it's difficult to not have like a physical business where like you're like, right. Cause it's all online. You're, you're doing all the online work, which can be probably more challenging than like a, a brick and mortar space do you find that that's difficult for you to set your 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 times and and your time to do work and 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 like is is that the hard part as well that was uh, it's becoming easier um but by design it's not becoming easier because i'm getting bigger it's becoming easier because i've been playing around with different ways to function so for the longest time when we're at the old location i ran more of like an academy where Mm -hmm. at one point i had near 40 athletes that were coming in on a weekly basis. And that made for class sizes of eight to 10 people and, and the space could facilitate it. But at the same time, it was, it's a different coaching experience. Mm-hmm. I was running like a team basically. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started to kind of fall out of love with that process because I was like, no, what I, what I love and what I'm good at is being in the trenches with like one or two athletes. Mm-hmm. So as we moved over to this space, I had downsized the amount of athletes I worked with and increased costs because you know, now I'm at a point where I'm being flown around the world and paid for to be somewhere and, and valued very high by a lot of people. So when it comes to the local business, I I had to be able to dissociate myself from here's what I think people can afford and here's what I'm worth Mm -hmm. and, and my value and then being okay with that. And, and knowing that I might not necessarily be for everyone on a paid level, but I provide a lot of free usable content. Mm -hmm. And I have, and being okay with that. And I've become much more okay with that over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally cool. And like listeners that 
that are listening to this, um, like if you don't own a business, that's cool. You don't need to own a product or a business or, or, or sell anything. But think of it like what just Tyler just said about um, like knowing his worth. So like if you're trying to overcome an obstacle, if you're trying to get out of a toxic relationship, if you're trying to do anything that's worth sort of living for, then like you're going to have to know what your worth is. And your worth can be many different things. And you dictate how people treat you. You dictate how you're who's spoken in your to, life. who's in your life. And so like know your fucking worth. Like it's like... Let go of your ego. Let go of what you think you need to be for other people, and um, and 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 learn what it is that you want out of your life, not not what you think people want from you. Do you find that uh, this is an observation? And I make a lot of observations. Mm-hmm. If you spend any like more than five minutes with me, you're like, this guy really thinks weird. Um, but it's just where my brain goes, right? When I see people that have and have been in an, in a in a place for a long time. Let's say, for instance, you. You did. You grew up in Windsor. You were. You've been here, and you have friends that you've met early in life. And I find a lot of people have the same friends through their entire life that grew up in the same spot that they now live. And it's not always. It doesn't always seem like the best yeah. choice. Meaning that, like, who was it that said that? Was it Doctor Phil? And I'm not really on par with a lot of stuff Doctor <laughs> Phil says, but he said this thing, and it's been referenced in a ton of like motivational yeah. speeches. But he said something like. Um, not everybody is meant to be in your life forever in Dr. Phil voice. Um, and I think that should resonate with a lot of people is that we're not obligated mm-hmm. to remain active friends with everybody just because we think that it's the right thing to do is that we have a lot of control with <clears throat> who breathes into our life and who we breathe for and kind of identifying those areas and, and who's in your life that is positively supporting you and helping to 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 push you forward versus the ones that are that they themselves have reservations and are scared typically are the ones that will prevent you from making those strides because you feel some sort of obligation to satisfy that part of the friendship Mm -hmm. and 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 i don't know what it is but i find a lot of people around here have a lot of that and it might be because i grew up moving around so much that i don't have like these like super deep rooted connections to a ton of people like I and and you know like you're one of them is that I have a very few people in my life that I consider to be true friends Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that I'm friendly yeah acquaintances people that you're friendly with that you wouldn't mind spending time with but like I am a person that doesn't necessarily want to spend a lot of time with a lot of people like i need that well, time for myself right an example is in our early uh, 20s you and i weren't really friends we were acquaintances right. and we we're like we we're cool we with each other of each other yeah but we didn't hang in the same circles mm-hmm. and then he, now in our mid-30s we're like yeah we, now we have we're like similar things line yeah. up and and we're able to support each other so I, I don't know what the point of that was more so than to say it's okay to filter people in and out of your life. It's yeah. okay to filter experiences in and out of your life. And it's okay to, you know, to filter the, what we consider to be, I guess, unfilterable. Like there's certain things that I think people just go like, no, you can't fuck with that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, you know what I mean? You have a lot of control over, over what's in and out of your life. I love fucking with the things that people think you can't fuck with because like, that's mm-hmm. when shit really happens is when you fuck with shit that shouldn't be unfucked. One of the, one of the <laughs> biggest areas that I think is a strength for me that a lot of people look at and might not necessarily agree is my ability to say no to things. Now, 
at times, yes, I probably say no too much. And that's, you know, self-reflecting. That's something that on a personal level, I battle with all the time. I'm very transparent about my, my mental health concerns and issues, but, and we'll get into that in another podcast, but it's okay. You know, when someone asks you to do something, if you, if you don't want to do it, it's okay to say no. A lot of people feel obligations, again, out of this friendship that if I say no, I'll be judged for saying no. And the expectation is you'll say yes, right? Like friend says, hey, I'm having this party. You're going to come, right? Their expectation of you, which is like swing and a miss number one, like yeah. don't have those, yeah. um, is you'll come. And when you c- come back with yes, are you saying yes because you want to go or are saying or or are you always saying yes because you're expected to say yes? Mm-hmm. And that was the moment where I realized like we're all just we're all walking our lives forward in, in our own individual lanes. We happen to cross paths every now and then, but realistically if it doesn't if that situation doesn't benefit you in some way, and again there's compromise. It's not always say no, but <laughs> at times what I'm getting at is it's okay to say no to be able to protect yourself on a, whether it's a mental health side of things or whether it's just the fact that you're tired and would prefer to allocate your time otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're saying, fuck you, I'm not coming to your party, you're dog shit, right? That's not the response you're giving, but the response you're giving is like, to be honest with, and I do this to you all the time and you do it to me, where it's like, hey man, you want to come over tonight and hang out? And I'd be like, to be honest, man, I don't. And then you'll be like, it's all good, I get it, I get it. And it's not because I don't like Mike or I want to hang out with him. It's just that I can tell that me going would be it, it would wouldn't be because I wanted to go and spend time with Mike. I'd be going because Mike wanted me to go yeah. over. And I don't think that that's how a relationship should exist always. Do I think that there's compromise and time for that? Fuck yeah. yeah. There has to be. Yeah. You can't be a hundred percent selfish, <laughs> but humans by nature are, are, are selfish, are selfish to a degree. That doesn't have to be a negative selfish. That's mm-hmm. just selfish in the sense that we are, we are taking care of your taking needs care of our in order to take care of others. Exactly. And that's, and that's where like we get that kind of tossed in our face all day because we have to be there to support others and nurture others is that we're kind of fast forwarded through a lot of these like learning curves that a lot of people don't necessarily have exposure to until they meet people like us or mm-hmm. a therapist or someone that's able to give them a little bit of clarity and perspective on maybe some of the strategies to help them live a, a stronger, more fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, Mike was making the point about, you know, it's, you have a lot of control of what's in and out of your life. And, and that's, and that's really the truth. And it's, it's taking that opportunity to try it once and whether that's saying no to something and being okay and seeing what happens. Because when we, when we play the anxiety game where it's like, well, if I say that this will happen, well, you don't know, mm-hmm. you're just speculating at that point. And if you have friends in your life that tell this to, to Kelly all the time, Kelly's my wife. She's a beautiful, warm hearted, best person ever. Check Mark, check Mark, not in the doghouse. We'll move forward. Um, <laughs> I, she wouldn't even care. Um, but I love her. That's the point. <laughs> cool. And we'll move on. No, yep. what I'm saying is I tell this to Kelly all the time. What was I fucking talking about there? Um, I just lost my own. This is how scatterbrained I can be. You're talking about... Um, um, Mike doesn't even know. I took I him on, I took I, him I, on I, another I, path. I took him on another path. Um, oh, yes. This is what I was saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was saying that... When you when you try something like this and say no and you're worried about, well, my friends are going to, they're going to be so pissed off at me and so pissed off at me. And I would get to this point where I was like, but what do you want to do? Mm. And it would be like, well, I don't want to go. Then say you don't want to go. And if they are your friends, if they're truly your friends, 
then they're going to understand. They might initially be like, well, that sucks, right? But if they understand you and you're a true valued friend, they'll understand it. The mm-hmm. same reason why when I you know, have someone in my life and I tell them, here's, here's the things that I battle with from a personal perspective that make it challenging for me to do certain things. If they're like, that's fucking dumb, then they, they're an individual that you know gets the 5% of me that leads with the middle finger. I'm like, well, fuck you then. Yep. Then you, you, I don't require you. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't support me. You're nothing that's positive in my life. Mm-hmm. But if they're, that, that's totally fine. I get that. You know, having those people in your life is important to support you in the decisions you make. So don't be afraid to say no. Try it. Yeah. No big deal. Or change. Or do all those little, you know, cliche, yeah. cliche. All these things. We're ninety-nine percent <laughs> of the time when I'm consulting mm-hmm. with potential members, this is, uh, I do therapy sessions essentially. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get them to understand what it is that they want. That way, I can help them. Just right? talk. And so, um, uh, a member of ours, Heather, um, she does some some online coaching and stuff that, and she does really great work with with primarily women. And once we were, uh, a member was asking her what she does for a living, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I hate when when I'm asked this question because she doesn't know how to answer it." Sure. So I'm like, "I'm like Heather, you unfuck people to be a little bit less fucked up." She's like, "Oh my god, I love that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Heather, we do the exact same thing. I unfuck people through fitness. You unfuck people through words and getting to know their their life story." I go. We all have a means to get that, and and if you're a really good coach, you'll be able to do that through any means that 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 you can. Yeah, you're trying to provide the medium for them to to be right. vulnerable and share. Right. And so, like, it, and I'm not very um, I'm very even tempered. I'm not an alarmist. I don't get anxious about decisions. I'm like, okay, we'll do it. If it doesn't work, I'll try something else. We're gonna go swimming after this, Mike. Beautiful, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Little known fact: Mike's uh, not a huge fan of swimming. <laughs> uh, the answer is no. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to say no. <laughs> uh, no, um, right? But like, so so when I'm consulting, I'm always saying like, mm-hmm. what's the worst that could happen? You spend a couple hours with my ugly face and you don't like it? Cool. Like, mm-hmm. give your money back. Or if you don't like it, like, just you don't have to sign up. Like, we don't force people to be here. But it's a disservice to yourself if you don't come because you're missing all of the cool stuff in the world that you need. And I get that fear though, right? Like I think yeah. what people are afraid of is being sold. Yes. I think people don't like any type of sales um, environment. It's I uncomfortable can't. for some yeah. people. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be about that. No. I just hiccuped and talked at the same time. Do you, it's like when you get a, to be a certain age, you start to be okay with certain things like burping and talking through your words, like Burp, you burping, keep, coughing, <laughs> you keep talking. It's like, we're so impatient that we can't wait for the gas to come out yeah. of our body. Yeah. I had to keep talking. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good point to, to cut off for yeah. today. I think podcast number one is just getting our feet wet with being on the mic again. Um, for those, we didn't do like a formal <laughs> intro, but uh, my name is Tyler Ray, and uh, I am the host of the Full Depth. <laughs> he was waiting for it. <laughs> What's going on? This is Tyler Ray, the host of the Full Depth Podcast, here with Handsome Mike on the mic. Wow, you're going to say right? it. I haven't heard Handsome we, Mike in a while. We, I don't know. We'll, we'll make that decision whether we want to lead in with that, but ideally is if you're just looking to have a couple guys chatting about shit in your ear... Um, on your drive, whatever, however you ingest the medium of, of vocality. I don't know if that's a word, but I just made that up. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, here's what I say. Man created the alphabet. And when I say man, I mean colloquially like humans <laughs> Ooh, created the alphabet. Um, I'll use it however I fucking want. I'll arrange the letters, the letters. however I like. <laughs> I want to feel like I have free control over yeah. that. Um, so yeah, join us. We'll probably try to bring, probably, we'll try to bring you one a week. Yep. And um, if you like it, share it with people. If you don't like it, you know, throw it out. Throw it out. By that, I mean, delete it. 
you can't fit, don't throw your computer in the in the garbage. Yeah. Um, but thanks for hanging out with us today. We are truly, truly honored to have you here with us, and um, you've made it quite enjoyable for us to be able to kind of mm-hmm. share our uh, our feelings and be transparent with you. Any final words? Handsome Mike on the mic. No, I think uh, this was fun. We'll keep bringing you awesome content. Next podcast, we're going to have Joe Rogan on. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> He's our janitor. Is, 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 is Joseph Rogan. Um, yeah, he's not quite as interesting as Joe Rogan, but man, can he mop a fucking floor. We'll catch you guys in the next one. <laughs> See ya. Peace. <laughs>